Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Happy Hour at Bland. I'm Kayla Ruskowski. And I'm Ashley Postwaite. And today's episode is going to be about tax planning and some changes that could happen with the current election. We have our firm's tax expert, Michael Saloff, here to walk us through some of the important questions that we have received. So... Hi, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello. Welcome. How are you? How are you welcome back. Doing? Good. Yes. Welcome back. It's been Thank about you. a year. I just looked last time we did the podcast with you and Abby. It was last November. No way. Yeah. So oh. it's been a little over a year. And it was wow. also tax planning. It sure yes. was. <laughs> I know. Very timely. We make sure to get Mike <laughs> when the time is right. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for joining us today again. Um, do you want to, again, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been with the firm, and what your favorite quarantine hobby is? Okay, well, uh, I have been with the firm for a little over 10 years. I've been doing this since uh, January of 1994, so uh, coming up on 27 years. Wow. Uh, My favorite quarantine hobby, uh, haven't had much uh, time for a quarantine hobby since I've got (sighs) a three-year-old. That doesn't allow me to do much <laughs> oh without gosh. him being involved. <laughs> For so, sure. uh, I would say reading, but I really, I'm behind on my reading. You mean reading so. tax stuff because it's a never-ending tax season. Well, yes, I, I, <laughs> I do enjoy reading that, but also yeah. a few other things for enjoyment as well. But so uh, Like fiction or nonfiction? Uh, nonfiction. Okay, nice. Do you, have, do you ever listen to any podcasts? I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Any Crime Junkies wow. podcasts? Uh, no, no <laughs> Crime Junkies podcasts. Uh, mostly uh, sports, generally Husker-related and okay. financial. Cool. Nice. Good deal. Good. All right. Well, Mike, thank you for telling us again a little bit about yourself. It's always nice for Ashley and I to get to know our co-workers and guests just that much better. And we appreciate you coming during this time. As we alluded to, we had Mike on last November and... It's not because Mike doesn't have anything to do that he's the guest (laughs) here today. He's very busy, so we appreciate him joining us. It's just with everything going on, we felt it was critical for our listeners to have a check-in from Mike and just talk about some of the things that we have received questions on lately. So we will go ahead and get started. One stipulation I should mention is that the information we share Today is general and meant to be helpful and informative. It is not meant to replace professional consultation. We recommend our listeners consult with a tax professional or accountant regarding their specific set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. So with that said, we will go ahead and ask Mike some questions. Mike, it seems like the election just ended yesterday. Actually, it's still, you know, kind of informally going. Um, and so it's very early, but is there anything that you are doing differently with 2020 tax planning based upon the outcome of the election? Uh, yeah, we, we are. And, and uh, with the, the Georgia runoffs, we're still kind of up in the air whether uh, Republicans are going to control the Senate or whether Democrats are going to control the Senate along with the presidency in the House. So it makes it a little more difficult because we don't know what the uh, makeup of, of the Senate's going to be. But And we've been looking at, and, and we were doing this even before the election is, you know, my personal opinion is we're probably at the lowest tax rates we're going to see probably for quite some time, maybe for all of our lifetimes. They're, they're fairly low in comparison to what they have been over the past 25 years, give or take. So, 
with that said, you know, we're looking at, at is this a good year to have a high income and, and maybe pay some additional tax? Because uh, with Biden being elected, you know, he wants to raise tax rates. Uh, the House of Representatives generally is in favor of higher tax rates. The Senate um, will just kind of depend on what happens with the with the Georgia uh, two Senate seat runoff. So we've been doing some things that you might consider opposite of, of normal tax planning. Normal tax planning, you want to defer tax, so you want to uh, you know, push income into future years and mm-hmm. accelerate deductions into this year. This year, we've done a little bit more of like, hey, can we accelerate some income into this year and delay some deductions, pay a tax maybe at a 37% top rate versus what uh, uh, President Biden or President-elect Biden has said he wants a 39.6% tax rate. So uh, kind of looking at some of those things. The other things we've done is um, – People that have had a, a, st- a sale of a capital asset and they're going to receive proceeds over a number of years, they can elect installment treatment and pay tax you know, each year as they receive that cash in. But we've had some clients that have looked at that and said, you know, let's see what happens with the, with the Georgia, but maybe we just want to pay tax on all of that at the 2020 mm-hmm. rates rather than risk. Uh, and, and, and Joe Biden has said, I, I want to take the top capital gains rate up to the same as sure. uh, ordinary income rates. So you know, that that could be a potential issue for our clients. And then we've also had some clients who you know, have said, hey, I have a lot of gains in the market over the last 10 or 12 years. I want to capture those gains and pay tax today mm-hmm. at the top uh, capital gains rate of 23.8% rather than risk paying that at, at 43 Higher plus rate. percent. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, normally you don't see people wanting to pay taxes earlier, <laughs> yeah, right. but this That's is a year where, where you've got to look at that. Huh? All right. Well, I, one other question that we received was what types of tax changes do you think we will anticipate with the change in presidency and potentially a split Congress? Well, I think, What's going to happen with the taxes is if we have a split Congress, if, if one or both of the Georgia Senate races uh, is won by the Republican, I think you're going to see very little tax changes through 2022 when the next Senate races will be. Um, you might see some tinkering around the edges, but I don't think you're going to see broad-based tax increases because I don't think you're going to get a, a couple Enough Republicans action. to – to uh, move over and vote for those. Uh, that, that would be uh, difficult when they run for re-election to defend generally in the, in the Republican primary. So I think they'd struggle with that. So if we have a split Congress, I think you'll see very little. Like I said, there might be something on the marginal edges, but not too much. Okay. significant. That makes sense. So one question I've gotten from a lot of clients lately, and I think the answer may have changed over time as additional guidance is issued. Can you talk a little bit about the taxability of PPP loan proceeds that have been received and then the subsequent forgiveness if taxpayers have received that? Sure. Uh, Probably the biggest question we've received over the last six, seven, eight months is PPP. It's tax-free, right? Well, (laughs) yes, it is tax-free. So when that forgiveness uh, occurs... That income is tax-free. Uh, Treasury has come out and said, 
Yes, the income's tax-free, but whatever expenses you paid with that tax-free money are no longer deductible, which in effect makes it taxable income. Right. <laughs> uh, and I think the Treasury probably is correct in their reading of the law. You know, mm-hmm. It was a law that was drafted very, very quickly, um, you know, not in committee, you know, it just got done. And I think Treasury's right. Now, the head of the uh, House Ways and Means Committee, who's a Democrat, and the head of the Senate Finance Committee, who's a Republican, have both come out and said, hey, Treasury, that's not what we intended. We intended for those expenses to be deductible. Treasury said, that's great. Pass a law that says that, and <laughs> yeah. we'll enforce it that way. We'll write <laughs> right. the regulations that way. So I, I think we will probably, or at least I got my fingers crossed, mm-hmm. hoping we will see that fix. But as as things happen in Washington, uh, it's not as easy as passing a one-sentence bill of, mm-hmm. hey, expenses covered by forgiven loans under PPP are deductible. Right. When's the latest they could pass that for it to be okay for 2020? Well, I mean, they could pass it pretty much any time and make it effective, retroactive, mm-hmm. back to 1-1 of 2020. Or So what if you got taxes done already for people, say 2021, and for their 2020 year, can they go back and that would be a lot of work amend. for everybody. Right. <laughs> they, they would be able to amend. Uh, what I will probably do is... Uh, in, in February, in March, and, and past that if we need to, mm-hmm. is I'll prepare the returns for the clients, you know, either assuming we're going to get the fix or assuming we won't get the fix, but then extend those returns and not file them oh, until, okay. until we're further mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. I said, like I said, okay. seldom do you get both sides of the aisle agreeing that, hey, this is wrong, we need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, is... Now Democrats want to use it for leverage for some other things that they sure. want, and Democrat or Republicans want to use it for leverage on other no. things that they yeah, want. They always have to add in additional <laughs> things into what could just be right. a simple bill. Yeah, and you don't get simple bills. Yep. You get ancillary things uh, larded into it, so to speak, just mm-hmm. to, that maybe wouldn't pass on their own, but okay. this is a must-pass bill, so it, it'll go in there. Um there was a bipartisan uh, second uh, fiscal stimulus bill that was introduced, but it did not include this mm-hmm. in it. So uh, I, I still think we're going to see it because, like I said, Democrats and Republicans don't agree on that much <laughs> yeah. that often. Right. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, uh, Congress has become fairly dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And uh, so generally nothing gets passed until the absolute last minute. I mean, the the Obamacare was passed right before Christmas. Uh, the Republican mm-hmm. tax bill under Trump was passed right before Christmas. Um, so hopefully right before Christmas. <laughs> Stay tuned, I suppose. <laughs> right. we will. Yeah. Yeah. So in, 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 in 2012, the um, they passed a tax bill, but it didn't pass until after the first of the year, mm-hmm. you know, retroactive all the way back to the start of 2012. So, you know, who knows Fingers are crossed. I, I still think we're going to get it because you know, both sides of the aisle agree that was the intent and that's okay. the way they want it. But okay. we just don't know. Wow. So tax planning is kind of a moving target this year based on some of these unknowns. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's becoming you. more common is, is here's tax planning and here's what, you know, like I said, in, in, 2020, in 2012, Here's what we think it's going to be, mm-hmm. but we don't know. 
here's what it is right now, and you know, what do you do with uh, right. it? And like I said, you know, if it passed before Christmas, you at least have a week to do yep, something. To make some decisions. Right. But when it passed in January, you had to make your decision crossing your fingers that, hey, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> right. So. What a headache sometimes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, well, switching gears just a little bit. What about the Health and Human Services Stimulus Funds and or any state-provided uh, relief? Okay. And those will be taxable. Okay. Um, the the PPP loans, the guidance we received is that you know, the, the lack of the deduction of the expenses is if you have received forgiveness or if you expect to receive forgiveness – then those are non-deductible in the year paid, so 2020. Okay. Uh, the HHS funds, those are all going to be taxable, but some of those you know, are going to get spent in 2020. Some of those are going to get spent in 2021. And you know, when is that income taxable? Mm-hmm. Think of your cash basis taxpayer. When you receive the cash, mm-hmm. it is taxable. If you're a cruel basis taxpayer, I think then it's, when all events have occurred and, okay, you know, I got $400,000 for uh, as a nursing home for some of these mm-hmm. uh, HHS dollars, but I've only spent 200000 on on the PPE and the, the qualified expenses to be covered by those. I, I think accrual, you have, have $200,000 worth of income. Uh, and the other 200000 is sitting in deferred revenue and will be picked up in 2021, assuming you do spend it on all the required expenses and don't have to return it. So do they need to spend all of it in that in the 2020 year? Will they get penalized or is it two tax deductions? Sure. If you're accrual, it, it's not a big deal. What's accrual? I'm sorry. Uh, you have cash basis accounting and you have accrual basis accounting. Uh, cash basis accounting is cash come in, that's when it's income, cash goes out. That's when it's an expense. Okay. Accrual is you try and match your revenues and your expenses. So, um, you know, I may have prepaid something in 2020, but I'm not going to get the value. Like my rent, if I if I prepay January rent in December, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'm really getting the benefit of that rent in January. So that's a okay. prepaid expense, not a deductible okay. expense. So uh, the first year accounting definition of, of cruel versus cash. <laughs> I'm marketing, so. <laughs> That's why Ash is here. She keeps us grounded so we uh, don't get too so, into the accounting, uh, yeah. you know, technical oh, yeah, so, language. Uh, and and I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert on, on uh, cash versus accrual. I don't do the financial statements like uh, uh, some of the other members of okay. the firm do. So okay. I... Uh, that's about as good a definition hey, that's as good I for can me. give. Okay. So, um, <laughs> oh. But yeah, like I said, if, if you're accrual, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Okay. Um, if you're cash, you know, I've been working with some clients that have received a lot of cash and, you know, it's like, okay, maybe you know, buy as much of the PPE as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were planning to, um, you know, give hazard pay bonuses to some of your staff, but you weren't really thinking about doing that until January, Move those up into December mm-hmm. if your okay. cash basis, and so offset that income that you received cash wise okay. in 2020. Gotcha. Okay, Mike. So who knows? They are rolling out the vaccine this very week. In fact, at some mm. of the bigger healthcare providers, if the pandemic persists, 
Has there been any talk or speculation about any of the tax filing deadlines being extended in 2021? I haven't really heard much about that at this point in time. Um, it would be nice from our standpoint, probably, if it is, just because there's so many changes related to the uh, CARES Act and the other coronavirus or COVID-related uh, bills that there's going to be a lot of confusion, like especially, you know, the PPP oh, yeah. and, and you know, all the HHS we, money. Right. And, we, we, mm-hmm. we don't have guidance on the PPP or at least the guidance we hope or expect to get. So it would be nice, but I have not heard anything on that. Sure. Um, you know, I wouldn't surprise me if the, if we get a PPP fix, but it doesn't happen until March. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I could see them then giving some relief mm-hmm. in that area, but at this point in time, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, following that same train with the pandemic-related items, can you think of anything that businesses may experience this year that maybe might have an impact on their tax return? Uh, a lot of a lot of potential impacts from the corona-related bills. Um, their um, QIP, Qualified Improvement Property for Real Estate. So if, if you own real estate, there was this QIP that was supposed to be eligible for bonus depreciation back in the 2017 Trump tax bill. Well, there was a drafting error. And so it wasn't eligible for the bonus depreciation because of the drafting error. Well, they fixed that. Oh, yeah. We had Danny come on and talk about the QIP. And so um, that's something to look at. Also in that bill, the 2017 bill, uh, got rid of net operating loss carrybacks. You could only carry your losses forward. You couldn't carry them back. Uh, old rule was you could carry them back two years, forward 20. Now you can only carry them forward for forever. Well, they they gave some relief there, and now you can carry back an 18, 19, or 20 loss for five years. So uh, if you had losses in 18, you can go back and amend that return and carry it all the way back to 2013 and, and 2019, you can carry back to 14. So, oh. so if you had some losses in those years, your accountant has probably reached out to you already. Okay. If 2020, you're going to have losses, you've got that ability to go back and amend returns and, and get that taxes back to you know, impact your cash flow sooner than carrying it forward and saving sure. those tax dollars. So those are, are two really big um, big things that are out there for, for clients that okay. taxpayers that it, that it works for. You can get dollars in your pocket today rather than, than waiting into the future. And, you know, if you're in one of those hard hit businesses, cash today is very, for very sure. important. Who doesn't? Yeah. So um, you've got the disaster assistance. So businesses can, um, you know, assist their, their staff in paying for expenses, um, and, and it's not taxable income to the to the employee, and it's a deduction for the uh, for the business. So I I've heard of some businesses that have you know been giving everybody a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or something like that, you know maybe to pay for upgraded internet because they're mm-hmm. working for home and things. And the the great thing about it is you don't have to turn in receipts for it. It just has to be you know hey here's this money to help cover mm-hmm. additional expenses you have or maybe. Uh, you know, some are some are covering like a, a expanded daycare expenses. So maybe your daycare closed, or they were only taking first responders' kids mm-hmm. uh, or healthcare professionals' mm-hmm. kids, and so you had to 
bring in a nanny, which yeah. is more expensive than using sure. a mm-hmm. u- using a, a facility. And so, uh, your know, businesses can help cover some of those expenses on a on a tax free basis for the employees. So that's, that's awesome. definitely something. Um, we had changes in the kitty tax. It, the kitty tax. It used to be you uh, a child who had unearned income like interest or dividends or rents or things like that. They once they got over about two thousand dollars worth of income, they had to start paying tax at their parents' rates. Oh, the uh, two thousand seventeen Trump tax bill said, "Well, let's just make it so you pay tax at the estate and trust tax rates, which get up to that thirty seven percent at about twelve thousand dollars worth of income." So. You know, hot, very high tax rates, mm-hmm. very quick. So, um, there are some opportunities if you've paid kitty tax in in eighteen and nineteen, maybe to amend those returns and pay a lower rate. So, okay. um, something to look at. And then the other thing is the the you know, a lot of people don't itemize anymore mm-hmm. because they, uh, with the change in the state and local tax deduction and the expanded standard deduction. Think seven eight percent of people itemize rather than roughly thirty. Well, as part of the the, the CARES Act now, there's a, a three hundred dollar uh, deduction for charity on page one of the return, so you don't have to itemize to get that benefit. So something to consider there if you are charitably inclined and haven't made any yet this year. Mm-hmm. You know, do that this year and you get that above the line deduction. You don't lose it because of the phase out. Is there a certain amount that each business should donate to get this, or it, it, it's at least three hundred, and that's that's an okay. individual pro, uh, provision, not okay. a, a business provision. Okay. So, Mike, you're kind of mentioning some of them as we went through that list. So, what types of pandemic-related circumstances or situations should individuals or businesses make sure to communicate to their accountant? For example, the charitable contributions of right. the individual taxpayers. Any other kind of commonality, yeah. unique items this year you think clients should make sure they're, they're sure. relaying to you? Um, one of the biggest things is I've got clients that have very low income this year because you know maybe they mm-hmm. were a, a fitness facility or something like that mm-hmm. that got shut down for a period of time. And I've also got clients that... Uh, are having year you know, monster years because they were able to switch over and make hand sanitizer mm-hmm. oh, in, yeah. in March, April, May, when yeah. basically you could sell it for the price of gold. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, so... You, yeah, the extremes kind of, on right, the scale. You, you have the extremes. And, in, in, you know, a lot of areas, uh, you know, r- residential real estate, if you sell residential real estate mm-hmm. or you do mortgages or, or title insurance or those things because the... Interest rates went down, mm-hmm. everybody refinanced, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're a mortgage broker, you probably had a monster year. And if, if you're a real estate agent, if you can find houses to list, I mean, they're going <laughs> to yeah. sell so quick. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, a lot of those people are making good money as well. So um, you, you kind of have both sides. Now, if you, if you made a lot, a lot of money and you don't expect that to happen, uh, you know, next year, you know, because, okay, Everybody in the world refinanced. I'm a mortgage broker. I'm not going to have mm-hmm. nearly yeah. the business that I had this year. You, know, you probably want to pull as many as expenses as possible into this year and get your, your tax bracket down as mm-hmm. much as possible. Um, alternatively, if you've got a really low income this year, um, if you're generating a, a loss, you know we look at carrying it back with the NOLs that we talked about, but 
you know, the other thing to, to look at is, okay, I had $100,000 loss this year. Well, maybe I want to take some of my traditional deductible IRA money and convert that to a Roth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to pay any tax on that because I've got these losses. And then going forward over the next 10 or 20 or 30 years, that income grows tax-free hmm. and comes out tax-free when you take it out. So that's something, you know, we're looking at for the clients that really got hit by this. Sure. That, um, you know, Maybe they don't need to carry back those NOLs and and uh, and get that cash back, the refund of taxes back. But they'd rather you know spend that mm-hmm. that tax dollars in effect by converting the the Roth IRA. So, a couple things we we've, we've looked at quite a bit with with clients on on both both sides. Like so, we've got sure. some that have had monster years and some that are really 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 been affected negatively. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, other things. You know, the, the COVID-related withdrawals from IRA. So if you were, you're struggling, you could take money out of your IRA. You have, you know, rather than 60 days to put it back in under traditional rules, you know, you've got, you can spread, you can, you can put that in, you know, over the next couple years. Or if you don't want to put it back in or don't have the, the cash available to put it in, you can spread that tax liability over a couple tax years rather than just, you know, pay that tax this year. Mm-hmm. So some things like that. Um, stimulus checks, if you got those stimulus checks, you're going to uh, want to uh, let your accountant know because that's going to be part of the um, the 2020 tax return. Is that going to hurt people? I mean, like personally, me. Like since we I got mm-hmm. a stimulus, um, how will that affect? It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't impact you because it, – they're going to protect you because um, you know the, the the limit was you know if, if a married couple if your income was uh, under one hundred and fifty thousand you've got the stimulus checks if it was between one hundred and fifty and one hundred ninety eight thousand mm-hmm. it phased out so you got part of it and over one ninety eight you didn't get it so it, when they looked at your eighteen or your nineteen return and said okay yes you're eligible for that twelve hundred dollar stimulus payment and they sent it to you. Because your income last year was one hundred and forty thousand, but this year had a really good year, and now you make two hundred thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand, they're not going to penalize you gotcha. because they gave it to you. So okay. um, that it's the best of both worlds. If you you aren't eligible based on twenty twenty, you don't you know you don't have to pay it back. But if you didn't get it because you weren't eligible in eighteen and nineteen, but you had a bad year in twenty because mm-hmm. of COVID, you do get it. So gotcha. it's kind of the best okay. of both worlds for yep. taxpayers. Well, Mike, thank you very much yeah. for coming and telling us all about these different strategies and thoughts. I think, as we always tell our listeners, we don't expect you to be experts in this area by any means. We just hope to inform you and let you know of these things that are going on so that you can then go have that conversation with your right. accountant and make sure you're relaying your, you know, your entire set of circumstances so that you can make the best decision for yourself. And so Mike, I think gave us a lot of great advice and ideas and and just things to think about. Yes, absolutely. So thank you again, Mike. I just want to say thank you. And we hope to empower our listeners to feel more confident when it comes to accounting and tax related topics. And I think you really helped them, you know, if they didn't know anything, now they do. And now they can contact you or their tax or accountant or anybody else. So thank you.
Mike, any closing thoughts? Well, I uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to yes. both of you. And, thank you. Uh, it, you too. It, it was good to be back, and thank you for the invite. I look forward to being back again sometime next year. Absolutely, yeah, I'm sure we will need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All righty. Well, if you enjoyed the podcast today, please visit our website www.blandcpa.com and leave us a note. If you could also rate and review the podcast on whichever app you use to access the podcast, we would truly appreciate it. So friends, with that, be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Bye. Bye.